On this episode of After a Few Podcast, we have Grady back for Grady vs. Chicks NFL Picks. I've lost track of what week we're on, actually. Uh, uh, this is week 15. 15. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, dude. Football is almost over. What? Are... Don't even say that. College football is coming down to the bowl season. We'll get to that later. Uh, recap of the NFL games. There were some crazy ones. There the, were. Uh, we had a snowball. Buffalo. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins. Yeah, right. How does that happen? Uh, I mean, we'll get to that, I guess. We've got some bold predictions, like I said, or projections. Uh, the Browns stand brown. Go Browns! We'll talk about that. Top Christmas movies of all time. And just a bunch of other nonsense. Uh, buckle up. Here we go. How ridiculous. Is this guy serious right now? little incoherent what's happening throwing bangers out oh god here we go okay guys want to talk to you about something uh you want to get serious about winning money using a proven system if you bet on sports and are competitive as us uh, you know the frustration of losing critical bets when you need to keep your bankroll at a steady rise. Not anymore. We have a guy that has a proven system, uh, proven winners every single day. The fireman is our go-to guy. He's my go-to guy. He has one packages, one day packages. He has full season packages delivered to you daily with winners. You want college football package? He's got it. You want the full NBA package? He's got it. If you bet on sports, there is not one guy I trust more than the fireman. Absolutely. And he's been generous enough to give us one pick every episode. Later in this episode, listen for his pick. You can follow him on Twitter at, at @PTTheFireman. That's at @PTTheFireman and start up on your game and winning more sports bets today. Okay. So we got to we got to go over what happened this past weekend. Saturday, Scott calls me up. Uh wakes me up. Says, "What are you doing?" I said, "Nothing. I'm kind of a little bit Still asleep, but you know, Scott. So he, we, well, <laughs> first of all, you woke me up like the day before or whenever it was, so I don't even want to hear it. Okay, whatever. You, you text me at like 8 30 in the morning the one day. You're usually asleep till noon, so don't put that evil on me. So Scott's like, Hey, you want to go to Menards with me? I need you to help me hang Christmas lights. And I'm like, You know what? I'll, I'll volunteer. So I called money up as well. Money has, has the day off. So he, we all three walk into Menards. Well, my main goal is basically to make Scott spend as much money as possible. So I'm just picking up random lights here, there. And some of these babies are like 50 bucks. I mean, they're expensive. Yeah. Those, those I did not buy for the record, but by the time we we're start walking to the checkout and money's got like three extra thing of lights. And I got just the craziest, the, stupidest little sticks that go in the ground scott's like are you buying those and i'm like no yeah which by the way thanks a lot for your job of putting those in the ground because those blew away over to the neighbor's yard actually had to go pick them up you're i mean that was just a crap show we had money on the roof we uh we had a 30 pack couple shots that was and, gone in two hours and uh we had fun we had fun hey, but it was, it was a good time House i do have good. a gripe with you though i just What's pull that? in your driveway it's dark out we don't even got the lights on. Hey. We we were out there blood, sweat, and tears I putting know. these lights up, and we don't even got the lights on. It's dark outside. I what? know. I know. I was disappointed they weren't on when I came home today, too. One, 
I had these on, so I've got them on a uh, remote control timer thing. So there's this thing sticks in the ground. It's got like six outlets in it. And it's got a remote control. It's got like eight buttons on it. And I haven't figured out how to use the thing yet because I got rid of the instructions. But anyway, uh, you there are like eight different settings. And I've been trying to figure out which one's the right one to have it on for like a period of time. Yeah. But then have it come on at the same time every day. So there's a like dusk till dawn button, which it just has like a light sensor or whatever. And I don't really want to do that because I don't think my lights need to be on until, you know, five o'clock in the morning or, or whatever it is. But it's extra um, security is all it is. Well, I know. But yeah, it's not my fault. Turned them on as soon as I got home. I'm still I'm still working out the kinks, trying to figure out the system. So I speaking I of that, speaking of Christmas spirit, whatever, my wife bugs me every single night to watch a Christmas movie. This must be like the thing. Yeah, you're, um, you're welcome, by the way. I got all the Santa Claus movies for you to watch right now. Yeah. yeah, but my thing is, it's like Monday Night Football, and she's like, hey, <laughs> uh, let's let's go watch a movie. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be up for a little while because I'm going to be watching Monday Night Football. And then it's like Thursday Night Football is going to be coming. Uh, that's what she said. But oh. but I'm, I don't want to watch a Christmas. You know, if I have the week off, if it's like 1 p.m., I'm down for that then, but at night when there's a game on, I can't be doing that. So a compromise, though. Don't, you have an iPad, right? Right. I'm not doing the extra TV thing. We're not doing that. Well, no. I got to hear. I'm just saying, you just you, you lay there or whatever, sit there, and you have the Christmas movie on the TV, and you just watch your game on the iPad. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. Speaking of that, though, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Because I got I got probably two to three that I watch every year. Yeah. Uh, favorite Christmas movie all t- of all time, hands down, is Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's my number one. Hands down. It should be everybody's number one. If it's not, tap your shoulder because that's By the just... way, Eddie's in jail right now. Oh, yeah, I know. He's he's had a bunch of legal legal troubles. He, uh, Why isn't Clark bailed they, him out? Because <laughs> Clark's done with his ass. Uh, no, he like defected to, to Canada or whatever, and they were running from the law, him and his wife, and like it was this whole thing. And he's finally like getting out of legal trouble, but yeah, it's been a whole thing for like a few years. Traditional, traditional Eddie style, right there. But uh, yeah, Christmas Vacation number one for sure. Um, the classics that I watch like every year, definitely uh, Christmas Story is up there. See, I can't get into that every year. You don't like Christmas Story? I mean, I I just don't like Christmas movies. You know, like I like Home Alone. Home Alone's Home probably Alone's great. You know, those are probably like my. Those are my top two. Actually, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2. Oh, right in the schnoz. Yeah, so those are my movies. But Barry, then like, Barry has a uh, has a Marv shirt, by the way. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I, actually, you want to know something weird? I got that off Abercrombie on Black Friday for like 10 bucks. <laughs> I was I don't even know why I was looking at that. But it's like the most random place to get that ever. I know, but it's the best shirt of it all time. It is pretty good. So those are my top three. I don't... I would say I would say also uh, Elf. Elf is like the new, the lo- newer age like Christmas movie that everybody watches every year. Now. Right, but I love Will Ferrell in dumb comedies. I can't take him seriously. I mean, it's funny. It's not a serious movie. It's it's funny. He plays an elf for God's sakes. Yeah, he's looking for his dad. I need like Dale in there, like banging some drums. <laughs> I need I need something going on. Yeah, this is this is family fun. This isn't you put. You put your nuts on my drum set, okay? It's a little bit different. Whatever. Moving on to nuts on drum set. Roy Moore did not win in Alabama. My thing is, Scott, how in the entire world did he get 49% of the vote? I th- Sexual assault is like is like 
going nuts on the internet, right. going nuts right now. People are just losing their jobs. Rightfully so. Right. Rightfully so. And Roy Moore should not. I, I applaud. I don't know who Doug Jones is, and I really don't care. It's It might be bad for the Republican Party, whatever, whatever. But if... How can how can you even give this guy forty nine percent of your vote? I I don't know that that's baffling to me as well, especially with as much of a hot button issue uh, that that is and has been, especially um, with the the stances that have been taken on right. that and the repercussions you've seen from anybody that's come anywhere. You know, anybody can make a claim right. these days. First of all, um, whether it's valid or not, and you know, we'll leave that up to whatever the legal system figure out but anybody can make a claim and there's a major investigation for anybody that's anywhere close to right. anything that has i mean to people do are with... like losing their jobs like they're they've been employed with these people for like 25 years and it's like okay you're done right. and we're still gonna let this guy be on the ballot and get 49 percent of the vote people there somebody voted for him right 49% of Alabama voted for this guy. Now, I have no idea about politics, no idea about anything, but I'm saying when you get accused accused of sexual assault, and it's probably true, which they're basically saying, I guess, I don't really even know, but how 49% of people even voted for this guy. Doug Jones have no idea what's going on with him. Best of luck to you. Yeah, I don't know. It's all politics, man. It's just a crapshoot. I and... just, I wanted like everybody to get distracted, seriously, uh, all the Alabamans to get distracted and then Ohio state ends up stealing their fourth spot. And then we can play in the, the college football playoff. Like everybody's just distracted by this election and we can just sneak in and play. Yeah. Well, unfortunately that ship has sailed my friend. Yeah, so that's not going to happen. Okay. Now back to sports because we're an anti-political podcast Thank here. You. Thank we're, you. We're, we're, we're neutral on all stances as far as the podcast is concerned. So, um, in sports news, uh, Redskins had to issue a statement today <laughs> that said they were not changing their name to the Red Hawks. Why would they be changing their name to the Red Hawks, you ask? Well, you know, the Redskins have been yeah, one of the teams, protest. you know, like uh, the the Indians have been another one. Like there have been several for the uh, Florida State Seminoles. Florida State Seminoles, yep. Uh, Blackhawks, yeah. another one, yeah. Uh, all these uh, Native American-inspired team mascots. So the Redskins, apparently there was a group of Native American Indian activists that created a fake website and fake news reports to look very similar to actual news outlets that said uh, in a fake press release that the Redskins were changing their name that had been confirmed they were changing the name of the team to the Red Hawks. And the Redskins, it got so far and got enough buzz that the Redskins actually had to issue a statement that said, no, this is fake. We are the Redskins. We will be the Redskins for the foreseeable future. There's no chance to change the team name. This was a hoax. I mean, I Thank totally, I, I think that's hilarious. It is hilarious. And I mean, and that just shows though how like fake news can go. I mean, people can start anything on the internet and, and it can get going. Oh, right. And that's how, that's how nuts some of this stuff is. It, it, it gets ridiculous. I mean, and quite frankly, it was pretty good play by the uh, Native American activist group that did this. They got some publicity from it and whatever, which I right. think is ultimately it's, what they were going for. The but, thing is, it's probably not going to change. No. And I don't think it should, quite frankly. I, I mean, whatever. 
we, I guess we can't really take a stance on that either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're neutral. We don't care. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, team names are the team names. You have a different, you have an association that you have with that team that they have been that name for the long time. So, you know, there's a lot of pride that you build up in them. So I see both right. sides, but, you know, whatever. It was pretty funny that they actually pulled this off to the extent that the Redskins organization had to issue a press release saying that, it that, was fake. That is pretty hilarious. But speaking of the Redskins and staying neutral, <laughs> listen to this. RG3 goes on SportsCenter and is talking about Kirk Cousins' job with the Redskins, his future with the Redskins. Yeah, well, I so mean... Kirk Cousins and RG3 drafted in the same class, both go to the Redskins. RG3 was a starter. Well, we know what happened with him. They were drafted in the same class? Yeah. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, and then uh, so Cousins is now the starter, but then they have ESPN brings on uh, Kurt or brings on RG three to basically talk about Kurt Cousins' future. How would how would he know? Does he even have a future? He played for the Browns. Well, exactly. well, he knows where his future with the Redskins lies. So I mean, he says it's just you it, couldn't do the job. So how do you feel about the guy that basically took your job? You know, what do you think is right? His and role and is then like? the worst part about it is Kirk Cousins. If if RG 3s career goes anywhere with ESPN, which I'm guessing it will not, I don't uh, think that he's a when Kirk Cousins retire, he's going to take his job again because <laughs> I guarantee you, Kirk Cousins is a better ESPN color commentator or whatever than RG three is. So RG three, what are you doing? Get on with your life. Make, do something different. I mean, he's he's making money, man. You know what really ticks me off? You know what really ticks me off is they're. They're, ESPN is firing all these guys that are quality guys, like our boy Ed Warder. They are firing these guys, and then they are putting these scrubs, RG3. They're just getting any ex-pro, probably throwing in minimal dollars, and then telling them, hey, you want to come on ESPN? You want to be part of the ESPN network? Sure, because I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, at the same time, like, what opportunities do these guys whose career hasn't gone the way they thought it would, or, you know, that they've just not saying that this is the case with RG3, but just saying with the number of pro athletes, the way that they're set up to fail, basically monetarily. Um, what I mean, right. what else are you going to do? What are your options? But it's hilarious because they got like, they got like two guys on the set of these huge shows or whatever, not even huge shows, like pregame and after the game shows that actually know something. And then they got two athletes that just stand there and look good. It's like, but they have no idea what they're talking about. I forget what they got like Randy Moss and he's Randy Moss is terrible. Uh, and Joey Galloway, Joey Galloway. Listen to this. Joey Galloway picked the uh, Baylor Bears to win the Big 12 conference. They won one game this year. Well, I mean, now he's a Buckeye, so I got to support him. But <laughs> like him and this other guy that are doing the uh, college football playoff reveal right. with Herb Street and uh, what's the other clown? Uh, that other guy's terrible. So they got Herb Street basically, and then they got three clowns that played football that pretty much are trying to become. I don't even know what they would be. Yeah, just I don't know. Garbage. But I mean, we're fighting for our boy Ed here, and and speaking of Ed. Uh, we got this GoFundMe set up that we are donating all the money to the Boys and Girls Club yep. uh, for the Christmas presents. We are now over $100, and Ed is uh, Ed is being really resilient on Twitter right now. <laughs> Come on, Ed. Yeah, so we're going to get him. I mean, we're going to get him, but uh, 
I want to let everybody know if you're listening to this, it is uh, all going to the Boys and Girls Club for the for Christmas presents. It's a great cause. Yes, we hope we get Ed on the show. Like that is come on, Ed. That would be awesome. But uh, we are definitely giving back to the Boys and Girls Club. Every dollar, every penny. Um, nothing going. Nothing going in our pockets. Um, well, yeah, absolutely not. So yeah, it's a good cause. I, we, Donate yeah. to it. Hopefully, we'll get Ed on the show. I don't Spe- know. Speaking of uh, pockets and pants, uh, Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh uh, donated a pair of pants, and Michigan was auctioning it off. I don't even know what the cause was for, um, but they were auctioning off a pair of Jim Harbaugh's khaki pants. No bids. It didn't get a bid. <laughs> See, if I would have known about this personally, I I would have like paid five dollars to get those and then just take it. We could have had a burning take it down record. to High Street and just put it in a burning barrel. <laughs> like, and <laughs> and this is going to lead me back. You got to get rid of the khakis, Jim. You got to get rid of them. It's I his mean, style, black, man. He black his, pants. Well, you but he buys his khakis at Kmart, man. What are you What are you going to do? That's why you lose every year. They they shipped his pants. They did get uh, <laughs> a quarterback, number one quarterback in uh, is transferring. He was a couple years ago. Uh, number one quarterback. He played at Ole Miss, but he is transferring to Michigan. So look out. They might be back, but they have lost about it. 10 players. And I do want to note that Ohio State has 11 of the top like 100 or 50 recruits. This We don't rebuild. We reload. And, I mean, if we can put it together, like I, I just feel like every year we keep getting these recruits and uh, – well, um, we always have a great recruiting class. Our, our recruiting is is phenomenal. Um, you know, with the Urban Meyer area, it's fantastic. We always get great recruits in there. And you have to remember, first of all, we ended up uh, ranked fifth at the end of the year, just missed the playoffs, Yeah, which is probably way more than anybody really expected us to do, quite frankly. I mean, we, we have high expectations as Ohio State fans every year, but... Given, I mean, we were preseason to win it all. Just saying. Well, yeah, we were, but I think that that was an outrageously, outrageously over, extremely lofty goal. I don't know how we were predicted to win it all. Right. Um, but yeah, we've got a had a great recruiting because we lost we lost so many guys last year. Though. That's yeah, the and we're gonna we're lose. I mean, that's the thing. Like every year, we're gonna lose guys. We're gonna get guys. So like, we are. These guys are not just gonna come in and add to like our our already good team. They're gonna have to replace some names, you know. Denzel sure. Ward is gonna be going to the draft. Uh, Bosa is probably gonna be going to the draft. You yep. know, all these guys are gonna be going. JT is gonna be gone. It's gonna be Haskins' show. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how these guys all fit in with the, you know, fit into the mix and how everybody, how everybody molds together. I guess. Well, they'll find they'll find places for them though because we recruit athletes just flat out athletes and that's what you saw a lot this year you saw a lot of raw talent um in a lot of places and we've got a lot to build on i think haskins taking over a new era and that is good jt is great leader but he's a okay quarterback he's won some games for us he's done fine but i think long term for the buckeyes would be better getting somebody else in there but we've got guys to build on already that we've had raw talent this year paris campbell jk dobbins Etc. Yep. We've we've got a lot of talent. We've got more talent in the recruiting class coming in. I just think it's a bright future uh, for us down the road. Yeah. So uh, Cleveland Browns had cut Kenny Britt. The Thank I, God. I don't know when they did that. Uh, it was uh, 
It was less than a week ago, actually. It was like December 8th, I believe. Well, Bill Belichick is back at it again. He um, They put in a waiver claim. So Kenny Britt is now a New England Patriot. Bill's a value shopper now, I'll tell you. Listen to me. Kenny Britt, he is going to make Kenny Britt a player. And I don't care what you say. He does this with every single player. I I don't I don't disagree. He's a, he's a system guy. So if he wouldn't bring Kenny Britt in if he was if he wasn't a team player, you know, looking for a a second chance to bounce back. I'm telling you, Kenny Britt, he's not going to be he's not going to be a crazy. He's going to be a guy that takes pressure off Tom, who's going to take pressure off Amendola. Uh, Chris Hogan has emerged. All these running backs, they got three running backs. Get rid of one of the running backs. Uh, stick with Gillisley and throw another receiver in the mix. You know, Gronk, when he's healthy for the full year, they're going to be nasty. They look so bad against the Dolphins That was on Monday night. I've, but I've That never, was impressively bad. I've never seen Jay Cutler look as good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. Flipping I think, that switch. I think that's like Jay Cutler's last hurrah, quite frankly, because Jay Cutler's been garbage all year. He's been garbage for a while. Chicago got rid of him. Thank God for Chicago. I'm he went sure. to Denver too. Well, he was in Denver. Yeah, he was in Denver. I think then Chicago. Okay. I don't know. That's it, that's how much he registered in Denver because I didn't even know he was there. He, he I, was booed out. Of I there. don't know, but I, but you know, back to Belichick. I I agree. He gets great value uh, players, and when you got a quarterback like Tom, you know, if you got a halfway decent receiver, and that's the thing, they have so much depth at receiver with Edelman tearing his ACL in preseason. You didn't even notice, honestly, coming into the season. Like, right. where was there a gap? They had Cooks. They had Hogan. Uh, you know, they still got Gronk, who, you know, has some injury issues here and there. But you expect that going into it. They've got a plethora of running backs. Yeah. Uh, Britt, though. Their defense is so bad, though. Yeah. Cut. It's it's like it was so bad because there's what? two things that I take away from this game that I watched Monday night and I watched the, pretty much the entirety of the game. I thought the Patriots were going to come back and win this game. Yeah. Uh, wh- number one, the offensive line cannot protect Tom. That's uh, true. Dominican Sue. I mean, I haven't heard his name for like three years, and he was like living in the back everywhere. Yep. He was living there. Um. And the uh, and the second thing I take away from this game is finally Adam G- or is it Adam Gaze? I think it is. Yeah. He uh, finally got smart. Little dump down passes, running Landry and uh, Parker over the middle. Yep. They can't guard those guys. Yeah, he exposed their defense completely. He had all the holes in the defense. They were running running the little mesh play over the middle, and they could not guard them. Every time. And uh, then, you know, when they're getting pressure on Tom, Tom couldn't complete a pass. They're going three and out, which is unusual for the Patriots. You know, at least give your defense a break. And then Cutler's coming out, and they're just running the Patriots' defense all over the field. Kind of suspect. I I don't think they can beat the Steelers. No, I but, don't either. But I think they, I think they can score with them. I don't think they can defend them. No, I, 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 I don't think they can either. You, I don't know. You know when they, when you have as many weapons as the Steelers do, um, offensively, and Ben had a questionable beginning of the season, but you've got the talent that you do, and Antonio Brown, arguably, I'll say the number one wide receiver in all of the NFL, hands he's, down. I mean, he's unbelievable. And and you've got Smith Schuster that's just had a breakout year as well, who's just a young guy, raw talent. He's what? Is he the youngest guy in the league? Yeah, but I want to say Mart, or, uh, Martavis Bryant has played really, really well the past two weeks. Now, I think Tomlin finally just like kicked him in the nuts and was like, hey, buddy. 
anybody. If you <laughs> right. want to play in the NFL, if you want to stand up your coach, like you want to be, you want to be an idiot. That's perfectly fine. We'll we'll trade you to the Browns. But um, if, if easy, if you want to, if you want to win, this is how you're going to play. You're right. going to be a system guy, and you're going to play for the team. And I, he's he's played well. I yeah. mean, he played. He's 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 fast. I mean, he's talented. He's got raw talent. It's been mostly off the field issues. And I think you're right. I think Tomlin just yeah. grabbed him by the face mask, said, "Look, you better toe the line if you want to play for this team. Yeah. We understand that you're talented. We'll get you involved, but you just got to sign up to play the kind of football that we're trying to play here." But yeah. Kenny, back, back to Kenny Britt. He's got stone hands, man. I'm telling you, stop it. The the Browns put him on waivers good move on the browns part he wasn't doing anything for us the patriots can make him something whatever more power to him he'll do better in new england anyway i do want to touch on i do want to touch on one more thing for the steelers we are glad that ryan shazier uh we hear good things yep that was a scary scene i mean that happened a couple weeks ago it's kind of hard to talk about um that hit you know it's like okay you see crazy hits in football and and you want hits, but then that hit just looked weird. You know, his yep. head was down and then he gets up, you know, he didn't even get up, but he was moving his hands. So you're like, okay, he, he looks like he's, and then he's like, I can't move my waist. So then it's like, holy smokes, what's going right. on? The outpouring of support for him, uh, um, on, especially on Twitter, like it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, it's great to see that support for him and any, any type of neck or uh, back or spinal related injury. Yeah. It's just always, you know, that's always, but that's how um, Spielman, I remember Spielman's last game of his career for the Browns actually was in a preseason game and um, got hurt with uh, that kind of injury and ended his career. Um, So yeah, anything like that is always, always scary. So we're glad to see that it's, uh, it was bouncing back. It was cool to see though. uh, The team right after they got the win this past weekend, um, they went in the locker room, FaceTimed him. So he's, you know, somebody somebody took a picture of it. He's sitting there FaceTiming the team, and they're in the locker room. Everybody's supporting everybody. Yep. Um, that's awesome to see. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just good for Morales' organization as a whole. So, temper hats the Steelers there, even though I hate the Steelers, but that's a good thing. Yeah. I'd like to see it from them. The uh, highest scoring game this weekend, the Rams versus the Eagles, was a shootout. I yeah. mean, it was back and forth and back and forth, and then it ended with a uh, flea flicker, fumble, touchdown, whatever. Yeah, so, what was there, like almost 90 points total scored in that game? Something like that? 45 to 30-something. Yeah. It was insane. Um, the story of that game, Carson Wentz, you know, scrambled for a touchdown, or he was scrambling, uh, tore his ACL out for the season. Yep. It's it's crazy. And then, you know, you got full steps in. Um, uh, <laughs> You know, Wentz had a, a had a breakout year, an amazing year, uh, better than anybody would have predicted. But uh, Foles came back in. Um, a, you know, it was just it was a crazy high scoring game. We've seen so many so many players get injured this year, though. I just feel like it's been a crazy year for that. Yeah, and everybody's tearing their ACL. I mean, football right. is a contact sport. It's but- not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Well, I mean, however you want to say that, but most of these injuries, the serious injuries that we're seeing. So Carson Wentz is a different, whole different ball game. Sure. A lot of these injuries that we're seeing are like non-contact, like trip or like twist your knee wrong and you're out for the year. So right. it's like anything can happen. Um, and these players, you know, and 
and the crazy thing is some of these guys are bouncing back and having even better careers after it. It's just like there's a couple, you know, a small percentage of people that those are enders. Right. You know, and that's scary. Yeah, I know. Because you go from making a ton of money, guaranteed a ton of money, um, or not guaranteed, I guess, but you're scheduled to make a ton well, of money. Yeah, there's a certain amount guaranteed, you know, and then you've got not really bonuses. though. The NFL is so weird with their contracts until they get that fixed, like I don't know, man. Well, it, it's it's hard for me to like say, okay, I'm gonna go like lay my body on the line, get killed, and then if I get hurt, I might not get a paycheck next weekend. Well, that's why you know smart guys typically have insurance and things uh, like that. I mean, obviously, it's not gonna be like what they'd be making anyway. But yeah, I take your point, and it's been it's just been a crazy year for injuries all around. But um, speaking of uh, other games, notable this past week, you had the Jags beating the Seahawks. Um, the Jags have just been like, where where did they come from this year? Like, I mean, seriously, Leonard Fournette is is a is a workhorse. So he is. You got somebody to rely on. You know, kind of bleed the. Clock. I'm not saying they're bleeding the clock, um, but he's a nice he's a nice back to you know a relief you, back. You can grind you can grind it out and slow right. the tempo down, and then kind of keep him. your defense off the field for a little bit longer. Um, I tell you what, Blake Bortles. I would say he's the worst quarterback ever to start. Like starting this year, I seen him I don't throw know if I agree a, with that, but he was probably in the top five worst in starters in the league. Okay, maybe, but he's not the worst one. Listen, I seen this dude throwing touch passes. He threw a nice touch pass to to basically seal the game on third down. Yep. Uh, no, might have been second down. That I mean, Blake Bortles is coming along. Their defense is unbelievable. They. If if Russell Wilson doesn't throw like two seventy yard bombs to end that game to make it even close, Russell Wilson has like three picks and like a hundred and twenty yards. Right, their defense is just off the charts this year. Like, it's one of the best defenses that I have seen that I can remember in, in recent history, and it's just. And you want to know the funniest crazy. part about that is that is the hundred percent true. I can't even name one person on their defense. Neither can I. <laughs> how I mean, <laughs> how terrible is that? No, I mean, seriously, it's like they came out of nowhere. Like, who in our fantasy draft this year or any fantasy draft or anywhere went, yeah, oh, yeah, Jags defense for Me. sure. I picked him up in three leagues, swear to God. Oh, of course you did. Is that why you're in the championship? I am. Yeah, whatever. I am. Uh, the, the best game of the week, in my opinion, maybe not in everybody else's opinion, Bills versus Colts, the snowball. The snowball. I mean, this game... This was the craziest game that I've ever seen. There was no offense. The score was what, uh, fourteen to or thirteen to seven. Yeah, the craziest sequence of events I've ever seen in my life. The uh, the Colts end up scoring a touchdown to tie the game with uh, what a minute left. They go for two, or they don't tie it. They, they go for two. They get it. They call a bullcrap penalty, a holding <laughs> penalty, maybe a call. Way away from the way away from the play. Adam Vinatieri comes out, kicks a forty-yard extra point into about thirty-five mile an hour wind and two feet of snow on the ground and makes it. And they go to overtime. Well, yeah. Who do you want better in that situation to kick? He that did than miss Vinatieri, too. Though? He did miss too. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at his body of work that he had when he was with the Patriots when he won the Super Bowl. Look He's at all only the- made one snow field goal, and that was the only one I've ever seen. Doesn't matter. It was still impressive. But I do have a note on Vinatieri though. So he has a clause in his contract that he, if he kicks 90% of the field goals, um, he gets like a million dollar bonus. So him missing the two field goals in like a hundred mile an hour wind and two feet of snow, 
dropped him to like 85%. (laughs) So like he is threatening because he had to kick those two field goals to not hit his percentage of like to get a million dollars. I mean, I would be ticked, but I mean, Vinatieri's made his money and he's a kicker and he's like a hundred. So he's been in the league forever. Well, I mean, well, he's by far, is he the, he's not the oldest kicker in the league. I would have to say. Probably Dawson and Janikowski's been in there forever. Well, Janikowski's hurt. Well, Um, yeah, but. Or whatever. I don't even know if he's playing anymore. Uh, Robbie Gold's been in there for a while. I don't know. Well, and anyways, speaking of uh, crazy games this week, did you watch, watch any of the Browns game? Yep. You know, typical, typical Browns fashion. Here's the thing. Here's my biggest gripe about the Browns, although I have a lot of them. All Browns fans do. We've been in most of the games that we have played this year, like more than half of the games we have been in. Yeah. Okay. We were we were definitely in this one. Lost it in overtime. I, I, I like it, it's just typical Browns fashion, but it, it was just. Super I mean, it, it was, I was rooting for him, man. They're up, they're up 21 to seven. Right. And let I'm going to say it. Brett Hundley. Oh my God. Seriously. I mean, you can tell me he's terrible because I don't think he's very, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's good and I don't really think he deserves a starting spot, but he showed guts. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I do want to give Aaron Rodgers credit because he is going to be coming back this week. Right. But. Um, Aaron Rodgers is out there coaching him up on the sidelines. I have never seen Aaron Rodgers even talk to anybody. He is like the most private guy. He's out there coaching Hunley up because he knows what's on the line. Hunley, Hunley played well, man. Now the Browns played the Browns when they were up 21 to seven, you know, they're playing the cover two soft defense. Let's, let's give them the underneath, you know, they didn't, they missed the tackle touchdown. Um, then the they they let him basically drive it down their throats again, score uh, a back shoulder throw, great throw by Hunley. How can you say that's not a good throw? Um, they you know, then they the Browns miss a tackle in overtime, but Kaiser throws a boneheaded pass in overtime. Now it shouldn't even have got to overtime. Right, Browns should have won this game easily. Agreed. The Browns run game it was non-existent, and you could tell that they didn't trust Kaiser to throw it at the end to maybe seal the game. Right. Um, well, it's a problem when you can't trust any part of your offense to manufacture anything, and you're just trusting the fact that, oh, we've got a 14-point lead. We're just going to coast, give them the underneath routes, like you said, and whatever, and, and trust our defense to hold them. Yeah, our defense is, is good, but miscues, man, that's all it is. Miscues, story of the Browns for years and years now, and we just we just find a way to lose it. That's, I don't know what me, else to say. Josh Gordon looks so good. Yeah, I he, mean... He looks good, but can the Browns even keep this dude on the roster? I don't know. Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, he looks good, um, but again, as you said, we can't trust Kaiser to make some of the decisions that he does. He holds the ball for too long, um, and, and Josh Gordon is a great It's a not great even athlete. the decisions, though, Scott. It's It's, we need four yards on third and four to win the game. Right. And, I know, and we're and you're gonna run the ball, and then you're gonna punt and lay it on your defense. You don't even have, you don't even have the faith in him to throw, to throw the ball. Right. I mean, but that's all. It's all part of the decision making, though. I would argue, and Lions got to get better as always. 
Um, but that's why it said, and I agree, we had Hollis on last week. I agree with him 100%. We need to pick up a veteran free agent quarterback that, or a veteran quarterback from wherever, I don't care, that can go in there, that we're going to suck it up and just continue to build and get better because you can't get any worse right now, no. quite frankly. And if you're going to have a young guy, I think Kaiser is an exceptional athlete. However, he's young. It's been the story of the Browns. They've come back. Um, you, you need somebody in there that has experience that can teach these young guys how to play the game. Right. Um, Jimmy Haslam went on record today saying he's not going to take the best quarterback available. He's going to take the best player available. But I'm going to give you the best four quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft or not in the draft. Yep. And then I want to I want you I want to go over. I just want to see your feeling like if they were on your team and basically if you draft a rookie quarterback, unless you pick up a veteran quarterback, he's going to have to be your starter. Right. And and that's basically what the Browns are doing. So I it, it'll be uh, I can't wait to see what they do. But here here's your options. Josh Rosen mm-hmm. hype hyped up to the max at UCLA preseason. OK. Yeah. UCLA is six and six. Right. So. Yeah, I, I ain't taking him. I, Pass. I, I I think he's got the I think he's got the uh, body and the uh, arm. I don't know if he has the grit. I don't know. He how do you lose six games with one of the best quarterbacks? You know, I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks. He's way overhyped. So next, okay, so overhyped. Lamar Jackson, Louisville, eight and four. He's he's one of the top. He's probably one of the top ten athletes going to be in the draft. Right. He's not an NFL quarterback. No, I don't think so either. I, I think he's another one of those guys that's not going to be successful long-term as a quarterback in the NFL. Will they find a position for him? Yes, because he's a pure athlete. I do believe that 100%. But he's not an NFL quarterback. Pass. Sam Darnold, USC. He's 11-2 and this year. He's playing the Buckeyes. He, he was about as hyped as Rosen was. So yep. his, you know, their, the team record is a lot better, but... I mean, Rosen and Darnold, I feel like they're about in the same. I mean, they are. Uh, Darnold obviously had the better body of work this year with UFC. He had a with better their team, record. too. He had a better team around him overall, for sure. Um, he, I, They're not the same. Yes, they were both overhyped. Darnold is definitely a better quarterback than Rosen is, for sure. Would I take him on my team and want him to Tenth be pick. like a franchise Tenth guy? Pick. You taking him? No, I'm not going to take him. He, I'm I not gambling on him. There's no way. I don't even think he'll go to the draft just because. He, I, th- I, think I think it would there's, be. I think there's too much more to prove, and I agree. There's nothing. There's nothing going to benefit you coming out this year. I think there's. If if they're uh, if you wait until next year, right? Um, you know, people might be like salivating over you. One <laughs> number one pick. He's not guaranteed number one pick, so right. I wouldn't come out if I was him. Yeah, I don't think his draft stock is high enough. I think it would behoove him to go back and play another season and build up a better body of work with USC and then come again. But you always have the injury risk conversation, whatever. But yeah, at the tenth pick, I'd pass on him as well. Uh, and then the big name around the Browns right now, Baker Mayfield. He. Uh, he won the Heisman. He is in the college football playoff. He's had a heck of a year. He beat Ohio State. He planted the flag. He's got nuts. He's got uh, he's got an arm. He's got poise. The thing is, he's not tall. Yep. And he's kind of does some questionable things. He got arrested, got tackled by a cop. I thought, well, that was hilarious. But 
people are comparing him to Manziel. I don't think he's Manziel because Manziel actually had a problem. Well, Baker doesn't really have a problem. He's just stupid. Yeah. I think Baker's just has has no idea like what he was doing. He's living in college. Like right. he's a college kid. Let him live his life. Manziel was like, I've been doing this since I was twelve. So I mean, look, here's the thing with Mayfield. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but you're setting these college kids up for failure in the environment that you put them in. You treat them like gods. They think they're untouchable. They can get away with anything they want. So yeah, I got into a little bit of trouble, but comparatively uh, with everything else, things go on. Not that bad. I think that he's uh, definitely deserving of the Heisman, hands down. Uh, You know, There wasn't even any question in my mind on that. Um, The Ohio State, you know... (sighs) My thing is how could how does Saquon Barkley not even make it to the make it to the like whatever it was in New York? Yeah, I I don't know. I but uh, on Baker, would I take him at ten? Yes. You're not taking him at two. Yeah, no, what... they're not taking him at two. I would that would be that would be completely asinine. Uh, I I would take him at ten. However. You need a veteran quarterback in there to teach him. He's not going to come in the league, and he's not going to be, um, you know, who I, I can't even think of a good example of somebody that's coming and done this successfully. But he's not going to be a successful NFL quarterback right off the bat, especially given if we're talking about the context of the Browns, the makeup of the rest of the team. You don't really have the great uh, running game that can take any pressure off him. The line is questionable. If Joe Thomas isn't in there, can it? Can he? Can he command? the huddle can he command the offense like can he get people to believe in him i think i think he has the hype to do that i do i don't think he has like the leadership quality like the vocal he doesn't have he doesn't have the experience yet um but he he will his best bet is i hope that for his sake he goes to a good team where he's able to be mentored under a veteran quarterback whoever that is because he will be successful out of this draft class he will be the one if he gets drafted and the team utilizes him in the right fashion, sits him for a couple of years, and then brings him in after that. I think that he will be successful the same way that I said, and I still think that A.J. McCarron can be successful in the league because I think they're um, similar quarterbacks. I think Cincinnati has done it right with McCarron where they've Yeah, I mean, out. they're kind of maturing him. Like they, they threw That's him the in right the way end, to do it. They threw him in at the end of the game, but... Andy Dalton and uh, Marvin Lewis, their tenures <laughs> at Cincinnati are really going to be coming to an end. I think they're both like Andy Dalton is a good quarterback. I think he is. And he's going to make a ton of money being a backup. He's going to make a ton of money because anybody's going to want him as a backup. He's better than like half the start, not half the starters. He's better than seven six seven starters right, right now just right now yeah but i mean yeah i know he, he's no consistency he can't can't win the playoff games though I mean, i'm not i'm not worried about that i'm not worried about that because that'll come but marvin lewis that'll come how much time has he got left in his career though that's the thing he's got a lot of time if he's a backup quarterback well <laughs> yeah well yeah you know maybe the browns will pick him up and then he can mentor baker mayfield and then we'll go win a super bowl i don't know i don't know <laughs> well we're gonna get uh straight into grady versus chicks nfl picks oh grady's back um actually grady is not gonna be uh on with us tonight because oh he, grady he's he's taking finals big boy oh, style he's got to start week. that job here soon that's true um, but 
he I didn't we didn't let him on last week because me and him were playing a fantasy football uh, playoff <laughs> conflict of interest. So I kind of banned him. I said, Grady, you can't come on. I want your picks. Um, I do want to update the picks. The chicks did gain a pick last week. Yep. So they are down two. down two. Uh, how many weeks we got left? Uh, we've got three weeks left, including this week. Okay, so three weeks left for the chicks to gain two picks. We do have a celebrity guest that is going to come on and do a uh, do the Grady vs. Chicks NFL picks. Let's get to it. Let's do it. All right, so mystery guest this week. We uh, finally got Ed Warder on the show. No, I'm joking. Ed, we still have got you on there. <laughs> Ed, what are you doing? Ed. Come on, I'm the next. I'm the next closest thing to Ed. Fellas. Come on, we got we got <laughs> something better than Ed. So Ed, Even if better. you think you can beat old David, you you come at me, bro. <laughs> we, we got we got Dave on the show this week in place of Grady because he's studying for finals. He's taking finals, but I want to say something quick while while he's not on the air. He is scared to come on the air because of that fantasy football wolf. Oh God, I knew this was going to come up. Whatever, you know, I I don't think. It's, oh man. <laughs> yeah so grady grady being a little pansy he i mean he's studying for finals he's becoming a man can, like we appreciate that but come well, on the show and defend yourself i, I think it's in the, his best interest though that dave's got the picks by the way dave how, how are we doing this week hey i'm i'm doing well fellas i'm uh, bummed that i'm not in the final four of the fantasy league but um i also want to say uh if i screw these picks up for grady he can't come back on me right right <laughs> because well, he perfect. didn't come he didn't want to come on because he was scared. So the basically the score is uh, Grady versus Chicks NFL picks week fifteen. Grady slash Dave now is uh, they're up two. Uh, the Chicks gained a pick last week, so they were down three. Got a pick back. Um, three weeks to go. I got a feeling that they can make a run at this. Uh, Dave's going to give, I think, better picks than Grady. I agree. And then uh, Grady's probably going to be scraping by the next two weeks, trying not to lose it. Um, it's probably not going to turn out well for Grady. We hope not anyway. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pick the Browns like last week. Okay. Yeah, like Grady he did. did. He did pick I the mean, Browns, and that was the difference. <laughs> that was the difference. And the, I mean, the Browns had it locked up. Like what? What? what I want to know your feeling though. So you're not a Browns fan, you're a Steelers fan, but do you want they got to win a game, right? Well, I I think I don't think they're going to win a game. I'm I'm rooting for go to 0 16 so I can see the parade just like you guys, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, how typical was that loss last week for them? Yep, agreed. It was typical Browns fashion 100%. <laughs> well, up 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 two touchdowns and Hunley just torches them. Hunley. Pretty typical for the Browns. Well, and we torched ourselves on a couple of occasions. So. I mean, and and we're and we're still gonna keep. Hey, hey, hey! Josh Brown is back, though, fellas. Oh my gosh, that guy is nasty. <laughs> or no, Josh Gordon. Josh, Josh Gordon. Gordon, Dave. Josh Gordon. Yeah, jo- damn Steelers fans! He doesn't even know he's on the Browns. Team. <laughs> Josh Brown is like that. the uh, kicker that got uh, sexual assault charges, so now he's out of the NFL. Um, <laughs> Dude, and this is back on that topic that again. This has like been a sexual assault, <laughs> a sexual assault podcast. We, have, we are neutral. We don't have any sexual assault is bad. Just for the record. All right, let's let's well, get on. Hey, with these hey picks. let's get to the picks, and then uh, we're All gonna right. follow. Right. We're gonna follow that up with a college football preview. Uh, but we'll get to that, Dave. We got. Uh, we'll start you off Thursday night game: Denver Broncos at Indianapolis Colts Toilet Bowl. Broncos. 
Bears at Lions. Lions. Chargers, they're hot at Kansas City. Ooh, that's a big game. Uh, that's that's an eight. Man. Wait, that is eight twenty-five on Saturday. Ooh, Saturday games. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs. Must win. Dolphins. Dolphins at Buffalo. I'm gonna go with old Jay Cutler. Oh my gosh! Hopefully, there's like four foot of snow again. Uh, Green Bay at Carolina. Hmm. Double A Ron's back. I'm going Packers. Baltimore at Cleveland. Baltimore. Houston at Jacksonville. Jags. Bengals at Vikings. Vikings. Jets at Saints. Saints. Eagles at Giants. Eagles. Arizona at Washington. Kind of a weird going Arizona. L.A. Arizona. Ram, L.A. Rams at Seattle. Oh boy, I'm going Seahawks. Patriots at Pittsburgh. Steelers. That's, that's a big game. Titans at Niners. Titans. Dallas at Oakland. Got the cowgirls. And Monday Night Football, Atlanta Hawks at Tampa Bay Bucks. Atlanta Hawks? Falcons. NBA or NFL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Falcons. Falcons. All right, and that's right. going to wrap up uh, Grady nice, versus Chicks. Nicely done. Slash Dave versus Chicks. Um, I think the Chicks will be scared to know that we actually have an alpha male now picking against the Chicks. So... Um, I wouldn't go that far. Well, we're throwing shade at Grady because he, he denied us. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, we do want to let you know that uh, this episode is brought to you by uh, the fireman, and he has another NFL pick for us. And instead of us saying it, he uh, called in and left a voicemail. So let's get to that. Let's listen and see what he's got. What's up, betters? This weekend, I got the NFL lockdown game of the week. This Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time at U.S. Bank Stadium, we are going to pick the Minnesota Vikings minus 11. Why? After the team in purple lost in Carolina this past weekend, it finally snapped their eight-game win streak. They will be out for revenge in their home turf and put on a fireworks show against a crippled defensive Bengals squad. Look for Minnesota to finish what they couldn't solidify last week, a playoff berth. Xavier Rose to shut down A.J. Green and Casey Keenum to throw the ball and connect with Diggs, Thielen, and Rudolph in the end zone. Fireman out. Thank you, Fireman. You have your Fireman pick. Yeah. If you want to win your sports betting money, you will listen to the Fireman. Yeah, and I agree with this pick wholeheartedly. I'm probably going to – I'm going to bet the farm on this. Oh, right. 100%. I right. I don't know. I, agree I, I bet the farm too. on everything. Yeah. Uh, speaking of betting the farm, Dave, we're going to get to the college games. I got five games here for you. Um, we'll talk about the UCF-Auburn game next week. We'll talk about the Georgia-Oklahoma playoff game, Bama-Clemson, and USC-Ohio State all next week because those are going to be later. Um, the five games I want to key on right now, the first game, listen to how ironic this is. Boise State versus Oregon, December 16th, 
This is the Las Vegas Bowl. Boise State's ranked number 25 in the nation. Oregon is not ranked at all, but Oregon is favored by a touchdown. Who you got? Are you, are you taking the spread? Uh, what's the spread? Seven. Touchdown. I'm going to take Boise. Uh, oh. or Is Oregon's coach, uh, is he going to coach a bowl game? See, now that's a good question, but this game, I'm guessing it's in Vegas. I'm not for sure where they're playing that game, but it's just kind of ironic to me that Oregon is that much of a favorite. I mean, seven points is a lot when coming to sports betting, but seven points. Absolutely. I'm going, I'm going Boise. I think they'll travel well. Yeah. And uh, Boise always shows up in the, in the bowl games, I think. So you'll think they'll win or cover? I think they'll cover. Okay, next game I want to talk about, Virginia Tech versus Oklahoma State. I think this will be a really good game. Um, this is December 28th. This is the, this is the Camping World Bowl. The what? Uh, the Camping World Bowl. I'm the not Tampax sure. Bowl? I'm not for sure what that is. Oh, okay. Uh, the spread on that is Oklahoma State minus 2.5. Oklahoma State minus okay, 2.5. Okay, State. Oh, man. You 2.5? Oh, you yeah, got, you can't you can't root against uh, Mason Rudolph there. I, I'm a man. Opinion. I'm forty. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Gundy. Yeah, that, that mullet. You can't beat the mullet, fellas. And you can't and you can't pay him to go take the Tennessee job. He's sticking around. He's going to get some recruits. I think they're going to be back next year. Uh, this game here we go. Three Big Ten games in a row. Washington State versus Michigan State, December twenty eighth. This is the Credit Union Holiday Bowl, and Washington State is favored by two and a half points. Oh, oh, Mike Leach. Uh, I'm going Michigan State. You like? I think them? Mike's going to have him. I, I think so. Leach, Leach is a Leach is a good coach, but I think Mike's going to have a Sparty ready to rock. I, I agree with Dave on this one, for the record. Yeah, I mean, I think Michigan State has been kind of mildly questionable all year. But yep. um, they will. I think they'll come to play. They've got um, something to prove here, man. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, next game, Penn State versus Washington. December 30th. This is the Fiesta Bowl. Penn State is minus two. I am I am so – I don't even know if Washington's any good. I agree. And uh, a person named Saquon Barkley's on Penn State, I think. Yeah, I'm and going I, Penn State. And I think he is going to be bitter that he was not at the Heisman ceremony. Uh, he was left out. Um, I think he's going to come out proving McSorley. I think watch out. I think they could put a 50-burger on these guys. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah, I'd take Penn State in, the, in that situation. Minus two? Sure. Two I, points? I think so, too. Yeah. Two points. All right, and uh, the last game we're going to touch on this week, Wisconsin versus Miami. Now, this should be a showdown. Miami ranked in the top you know, they moved up. They were undefeated. Uh, they, they got blown out by Clemson. I think they got something to prove. That stupid chain, hopefully that's gone. Uh, you. Um, Wisconsin, I'm still weary about their quarterback play. Their defense is always good. But the spread on this game, this is the Orange Bowl, December 30th again. Wisconsin is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Whew. I'm going – I'm going with the U, fellas. Uh, yeah. Wisconsin really didn't, I hate to say it, now that we're out of the college football playoffs, but they really didn't have a tough schedule this year. And when they did go up against good defense, they got exposed. Expo- I think the turnover chain is going to be going flappy. Flappy. I, 
I, like I disagree. Wisconsin's going to cover this one for sure, and then some. My <sighs> the U the, the U isn't the U anymore. I'm telling you what, they got embarrassed by Clemson. Clemson, it's a great team, you know, but Clemson. Miami does not have the weapons. Wisconsin's going to going to grind them out. I mean, I, I feel like they were like similar teams all year. You know, both undefeated, kind of getting towards the end of the season. Well, similar stories, not similar teams. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think Miami is way way more athletic than Wisconsin is on the offensive side. Now that, that might, that might be okay, but I think their Miami's defense is going to be the story of the game. That turnover chain, I could care less about that. I hope they broke that and threw that in the trash, yeah. but, <laughs> but their defense, Wisconsin's offense it, is terrible. Yeah. It's going to come down to Horny Brook and Dozier. I, they're both questionable quarterbacks in my opinion, but I don't know. I think, uh, I think Miami's, athletes are going to take over the game and win that one. I think so too. Scott says they're uh, Wisconsin's going to cover the spread. Yep. Um, so of course Scott is, I mean, Scott, what do you got to say? Come on. You're probably going to be wrong. It. It's fine. <laughs> I'll have the last laugh. I don't care. Okay. Well, Decorate Hey, my house again. Hey, it's we fine. appreciate uh, Dave coming on for the Dave versus chicks NFL picks week 15. Um, we're going to get out of here on that note. It's been a fun episode. Um, I feel like we got a lot accomplished. We talked about it a lot. Dave, I just wanted to touch with you, touch base with you and get your opinion on this. Tell me if you heard this story. Harbaugh donated his khaki pants to uh, for for a charity event. The pants got no bids, didn't sell. Pretty typical. They probably had a shit stain on them. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots, Shots fired. fired. <laughs> and we're going to end it on that note. Uh, Scott, anything to say? <laughs> anything to say? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners out there. Like, rate, subscribe at After a Few Pod on Twitter. We appreciate you. Dave, we appreciate you coming on. It's in Grady's best interest that you come on and make his picks and not him because, Grady, you suck. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks for having me on, fellas. I do want to say we're going to get Ed Warder on. Uh, Ed, we're coming for you, man. And f- five bucks to the Boys and Girls Club would be awesome. Um, we appreciate everybody's support so far. Uh, we love you. We're going to keep it coming. Peace.